Hey everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Joey. And it's a new year. It is new the year, year same me. New year same me. 2023, kicking off a new season of the Feedback Loop. Whoa. Because um, we kind of have a... a we're we're going to be playing with the format throughout this season, I think, specifically. We're going to try out a couple different ideas for episodes. Um, but we'll get to that in a second, because first and foremost... Pressing matters we, in we hand. Have, we have to declare a winner for our previous genre battle, which feels like it, it started an eternity ago. Oh my god, it was so long. <laughs> because we've had a Christmas break. Although I guess, depending on the if, if I release this, this episode immediately, essentially, there could be like no gap for, for listeners. But for us, it's been a while. Um, but the previous category was New York Death Metal. Yeah, We have submitted our picks i chose lethargies it's hard to write with a little hand joey chose gravesons methods of human disposal which uh good album title yeah it sounds really cool <laughs> very death metal album title <laughs> for something i realized that i'm not crazy about like pure death metal and yeah. i guess that's kind of reflected in my pick as well i feel so i, I guess to get it out of the way my pick i i think lethargy wins just because it's a more interesting album, albeit maybe not the most death metal album there is, because it's very like technical and, and proggy and, and yeah. melodic. And this is something that maybe we're going to talk too long about, but um, I the the Gravesend album and much of like death metal in general, like core death metal, to me it feels so like one note in that there's no melody. And I think I really need melody in music yeah. for me to enjoy it. And so like, I get that that's, that's, it captures a certain feeling having those kind of low guttural vocals and the, the guitars kind of matching that, but it, it, it kind of feels like one tone for the whole thing. And that's just not something that excites me. So I, I believe in my heart of hearts, lethargy is the more interesting pick, even though it might not technically be. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hot take here. Yeah, and completely agree with you. Oh, damn it! <laughs> I wanted to fight somebody. <laughs> no, because I do like Lethargy's album, and the, the, no Mastodon bias at all. In into this. <laughs> it's it's a complete like this this thought is separate. Sure. From from my Mastodon love, but it is. It's just a much more interesting album, and whether or not it's death metal to me at this point doesn't really matter. Because <laughs> it's it it's just a better album overall, and yeah. so the more I listened to Gravesend's album, the I guess I was just excited because it sounded slightly different from a lot of the other stuff that I was listening to. Mm-hmm. But the more I listened to it, the more one note it got. Yeah. So the more it kind of just faded into that, that's exactly how I felt. Like I listened to it the first time through. I was like, oh, like it's it's a good sound. Like the production side of things is is yeah. very well done. Like it sounds nice. It's a relatively new album, and it's pretty short. Yeah, all things considered, like it's like twenty five minutes or something for like seventeen tracks. Yeah, I, I don't know how many tracks. It, They're it very a short lot, songs, man. so it felt like it, it was moving quickly. Like nothing hung around too long. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Like that's that's a good contender. But the more I listened to it, the more I was just like, this is all sounding like the same song over and yeah. over again for me, and that's that's why. Uh, so I, I guess we've agreed lethargy it's hard to write with a little hand is the supreme new york death metal pick it is from us we will not be picking we might not be picking a new genre battle because we're going to be changing up how the genre battle format works 
but we're not scrapping it completely. So I will still be the king this week, but uh, in, in coming weeks and episodes, there might be a bit of a change. Um, speaking of change, oh my God. The, big, the big change for this episode is we're, we're kind of going back to full album discussion episodes, but not in the boring, <laughs> tedious track, track by track. By track. <laughs> I will be discussing kind of in a track by track way for this album, but um, hopefully we're going to keep it looser and not as like bogged down with like details and, and mundane shit. And I want to be, I, I had this experience, I suppose, with Beach Bunny's emotional creature over the break while I was visiting my family in Indiana. And I just wanted to talk about it. <laughs> so so I'm going to be talking about that album. So this might be more of like an editorial kind of like video essay, audio essay thing. So it's going to be a lot more me talking than Joey talking. But obviously, Joey, feel free to, to comment and, and jeer and, and whatnot as I go through my notes here that I wrote a few weeks ago at this point uh, to kind of discuss some, some interesting shit that I really enjoy about emotional creature. Um, before we get into that though, do you have any album wrecks that you, that you've been listening to that you really want to talk about? I do have one album wreck because mainly because I think you'll, if not like it, at least find it interesting. So I found a band called death's dynamic shroud and i listened to their latest album it came out in 2022 called dark life and it was just one of those that like it hit me immediately that i really liked it they have a really unique electronic sound and they're not afraid to do some experimentation with with chain like beat change-ups with just mm. like taking i guess musical ideas and like repeating them a little bit longer than you think they should i guess which is something that i've always liked about like House maybe house music yeah yeah <laughs> uh but yeah it's really cool uh it's not house but it is like electronic um two absolute bangers from the album that i'd recommend are judgment bolt and fall for me if you decide to check it out if you don't then oh, i'll will. just keep listening to it so <laughs> I, will, I will definitely check it out um my pick this week of something interesting that i discovered slash want to dive a bit deeper in is the band called wolf alice um, I think they came on a mix that I listened to. Like I put on, I, I never put on like artist stations or like genre playlists and stuff that are like made from like YouTube music because I just preferred listening to full albums, but I did on a whim put on one of their playlists and Wolf Alice came up and I was like, this is a very interesting sound. I'm very into this. Um, so I do want to be listening to some more of their music in the coming weeks. Do it. I think they have an album with a naked lady on it. <laughs> Do they? I I, I'm so. unaware. I think the only album I saw the cover of was their latest one, which was Blue Weekend. And they also released an EP follow-up called Blue Lullaby, which I think is just like lullaby versions of tracks from Blue Weekend, which is super interesting. But uh, I guess with that out of the way, we're going to dive into my thoughts on Beach Bunny's Emotional Creature which made it to your top five it did. of 2022 list. It was not even an honorable mention for mine. It was a shocker um, to be on mine, to be honest. I don't think it is. And, <laughs> and I feel a little dirty for not considering this album. Um, but 
I guess it's too late, too late to apologize from that. <laughs> um, so the album starts with a typical beach bunny sound, right? The first half of the album really. And it's, it's a good sound. It's, it's what we come to expect, but it's not what sells this album. It's not what stands out to this album for me. It really picks up around gravity for me. And I think I mentioned this when it came out that like scream and gravity, th- there's a shift that happens around yeah. that time in the album. And I, that's what kind of spurred me to want to talk about this is that like gravity is a nice, like instrumental interlude that transitions from the first half to the last half of the album. It's, it's synthy, it's ambient. It's not something that we hear a lot from beach bunny, but it's not entirely new. Um, on the prom queen EP, the song goodbye summer is kind mm-hmm. of this vibey ambient transition track. Gravity has a similar vibe to it, but it's shifting from the normal beach bunny sound to this kind of new space leading into scream. And this song is the, the highlight of the album for me. I think it follows up those kind of spacey vibes that gravity has. And it, it kind of takes it into a new direction with the sense droning along underneath the the typical like guitar and drums until the drop where where lily sings it's funny how we get along just as long as i'm quiet and then there's this sick like synth thing that happens there, <laughs> uh that just comes in with like so much power that just holds like a, another like just like a, a wonky kind of note that yeah. wavers and droops as she screams in the background they're just kind of like ambient screams echoing quietly in the background and it really creates this energy that ironically i guess is pretty tense despite you know screaming kind of being a release of tension yeah um and and this track is immediately followed up with infinity room which is just such an incredibly like lovely song by every possible definition of the word lovely it's short it's sweet it's tender this song feels like a deep breath after the catharsis of screaming and it's it's the perfect release of tension that was created in Scream, but it still maintains the kind of ambient, spacey feeling that was created in Gravity and then carried through Scream. Um, the track is basically another interlude to kind of gently guide you out of the climax, being Scream. Like so, so Gravity kind of like eases you into Scream, and then Infinity Room kind of eases you back out into the final act of the album, which starts with karaoke. In my mind. Um, so karaoke drops the synthy spacey sounds with a very like stripped down classic clean beach bunny intro on the guitar. And it quickly like ramps back up into the warm rock vibes that you get at the beginning of the album that I said are less interesting, (laughs) I guess. Um, this track symbolizes a return to normalcy for that. You know, you've caught your breath after your big screen, you've calmed down and you've had time to kind of bounce back to your typical person right so there's some kind of like symbolism with the shift of music and the catharsis of the the scream being the track called scream and stuff and that's the theme of the album the last track is love song which is kind of the flowery ending scene and credit sequence the first half of the song is like a very poetic love song hence the title being love song and the second half is a kind of reprisal of some of the songs like uh, eventually an entropy from the first half of the album. However, this kind of looking, this was supposed to be it. This was Mm -hmm. supposed to be the end of my thoughts (laughs) on emotional creature. 
was it hooked me and i was just like thinking about the flow of the album as a whole and like there if if we take a look at the story of the album lyrically and the themes lyrically which is not something i ever feel compelled to do there's there's definitely something else going on here and i've kind of hinted at it already but so if we go back to the beginning entropy is the first track on the album the first words that are sung on this album says i'll get over it if you let me breathe from the skin because my lungs tend to keep it within so this is already establishing the premise of the album that there's a conflict that she's vowing to quote unquote get over and she's also acknowledging that she has a tendency to just bottle up her emotions anyway right so she she's she's it's there's a literal theme of breathing, right? She says, I'll get over it. If you let me breathe from the skin, cause my lungs tend to keep it within. And that theme, that lyrical theme is rooted throughout the entire album. Following up the second track on the album is called oxygen, right? Clearly about breathing. Yeah. Breathing. It's in. a love song. <laughs> She's head over heels, presumably for the person that created the conflict and entropy. She's bottled up her issue. She's holding her breath because she's in love, right? Track, Three, dead weight. This is the start of the breakup phase, I suppose, of this album, where her partner is sending mixed signals and, and he's indecisive and she's carrying the relationship on her back like it's dead weight, which I'm assuming is where the track title comes from. The next track, Gone, is the breakup. She's still in love, even though there's been a breakup. She's having this. The next track, eventually, the first words in that song are uh, took a deep breath from the chest, but shallow execution. And the hook is it all comes out eventually. Both of which tie into this theme of like her holding her breath. And eventually she has to let out her true feelings and, and the air is kind of starting to leak. She's been holding her breath for so long. Fire escape. She can't get him out of her head. It's eating her up inside. She's not really sure how to process it. Right. Pretty simple stuff, I guess, but it's, it's kind of keeping these, this, through line of the story of the album and then weeds is where the the end of the first act where she's kind of like taking a step back she's understanding that she's been so obsessed with people that never reciprocate those feelings and that just leaves her feeling empty and she's realizing that she needs to kind of love herself instead of worrying about making someone else love her so with that context like scream being the climax of the album makes perfect sense both from like a story perspective a music perspective and just like the the themes of the lyrics being like there's so many like subtle nods about like breathing throughout this album right i mean scream obviously is that that release of the breath that she's been holding in her her end and then this makes the track karaoke stand out to me because karaoke which is a seemingly inconsequential song about having fun singing karaoke becomes about her overcoming her fear of being heard. Right. She's been keeping all of this inside. She's not been like, she, she's not been saying anything nonetheless, being able to sing it publicly. Yeah. So karaoke is kind of this like learning experience of her, like moving on with her life and getting back on her feet, but this time with more confidence in herself instead of just like being obsessed about what someone else thinks about her. And then at the end of the album, you have love song, which I think is a love song to herself, perhaps where she's hopefully finding her ways 
to love that are more meaningful and healthy with the reprisal section kind of acknowledging that she always knew what was going to happen, even if she wanted to deny it and bury it within. She was holding her breath. She knew it was going to come out eventually. And then, so it was kind of nice to, to tie back to those things. So those are my like full album thoughts. It was a lot. I flew through a lot of it. Oh my God. But it was just like, it, it just stuck with me, like how masterfully crafted that album is in so many different aspects. The flow of not only like the track titles, but the lyrics, the story, the music shifting to represent that change and then returning to a kind of better normalcy. And I think while I am quick to dismiss the first half of the album as being, you know, samey standard beach bunny fair that doesn't excite me until gravity happens in retrospect, it makes sense. I think that was the intention. Yeah. It seems like the, all the tracks are very carefully placed Mm -hmm, for sure which album crafting putting songs in a certain order on an album (laughs) it's it's such a fine art and like i don't know you can't just skip to the climax of a film and have that be the entire film you can't just skip to the climax of like a book or a of any other medium yet i feel like there was i don't know with like singles and stuff a lot of people were kind of just like putting out songs and mm-hmm. then you put them on an album and it's just a list of songs that really are it's just supposed to be banger after banger after banger like the whole album right. and that's kind of like for each a song is while. supposed to be able to stand on its own yeah in, but, in those scenarios yeah in those scenarios but like there's such a <laughs> finer art in storytelling and just music crafting in album crafting whenever you can make something like this where maybe upon first listen you hear the first seven tracks and it's like okay yeah this is this good music but it's not like exciting me it's yeah it's not it's not like setting a fire within me but then whenever you hear the last half of the album and it adds the context of the first ones then that's whenever it's like yeah holy shit like and that (laughs) experience right there in my opinion, maybe it's not, it's obviously your opinion, but not everybody's opinion. It, it makes it so much worth it, so much more worth it rather than having 12 straight tracks of songs that can stand on their own, but don't right. correlate with each other in any certain way. Yeah. If this album had started with gravity and going into scream, like obviously you're losing the story context and the lyrical context, but like, that would start at the climax, which is not something that typically happens. Maybe yeah. you could argue that you could tease that at the beginning and then kind of kick off. But I, I agree. I think it's, I think picking the song order and crafting an album as an album is so like special and requires so much thought that like, I couldn't even fathom doing yeah. for, especially not for like as many tracks are on this album. And again, you can kind of argue that the first half of the album is just kind of like typical sappy love relationship stuff. But the, the fact that there is such a deep and subtle connection from song to song, to song, to song throughout the whole album and the themes of, of breathing and, and hiding your emotions. And then those kind of parallels that happens, like there was a lot more thought than just like, okay, the first half is going to be about a breakup. There, there was a lot more thought 
of making it a cohesive product than a Taylor Swift album. Yeah, that's that's, that's a shade that I shouldn't throw. But yeah, I don't know. Folklore was uh, was yeah. That's why that's why I kind of like. I feel like I I I should take that back to some degree. But but I feel like her older popular stuff was kind of the epitome of selling singles for which is singles sake. That's the pop like big corporation pop music mindset. Whenever people are like the big wigs are just like, we need to sell singles. We need to get on the radio. That's that's where the money is now. Yeah, it is. Especially because people listen on Spotify. Nobody listens to full albums. Nobody's going and buying CDs. Yeah. Right. People are just listening to their playlists on Spotify or someone else's playlists on Spotify and shuffling. So singles are where you make your money. So you got, which of all the people to pick Taylor Swift, she's the one like, talking shit about spotify being like they Every, pay it's cool and- it's cool to talk shit about spotify now yeah everyone she's talking shit about spotify because she's told to talk shit about spotify <laughs> i don't know that taylor if you're if you're listening oh my god if i don't, taylor, I, don't taylor have Swift, any, I don't have if any you're listening feelings. get my uh Alyssa's mom is like the biggest taylor swift fan so taylor swift if you're <laughs> listening and you could pass some vip tickets over here <laughs> Or just, just stop by on the podcast just come work. talk to us that honestly taylor swift if you're listening come talk to us about crafting an album and what yeah that means seriously it's insane exciting. the amount of forethought that has to go into as somebody who tries to write music right like the amount of thought that i feel like you have to put into something like this is just like it, i mean it's like writing a book where you have to yeah. have like you you sit down like you were in English class in like the tenth grade and you write your like rough draft and you have your storyboards and all this stuff and you have to like yeah. connect dots and then not only do you have to write a story you have to write music that like works with the story like that's just yeah and that's and that's like that's what is so like fascinating to me about this Beach Bunny album is that like me being someone who typically doesn't doesn't focus on lyrics having this kind of like desire to go back and listen to the lyrics and, and figure out what's actually going on because of the context created purely from the music. Like they, they sell the story with the music as well as the lyrics. So, so someone like me who's music first melody first noticing the shift in, in music that kind of ebbs and flows throughout the course of the album and then like doing it in such a way that inspires me to take a deeper look, to pull out the magnifying glass and say, wait yeah. a minute, there's more to this, isn't there? And then backing up and kind of like even even combing over the the quote unquote less exciting part of the album. Like that never happens for me. <laughs> so like it, it's it's a it's a masterstroke. I think this album is arguably a the definition of a masterpiece, even though it didn't make my top five of twenty twenty two. It's a very well crafted album, and I don't necessarily regret not having it in my top fives yeah. because it's not an album that I I feel the need to listen to half as much as a lot of the albums that I put on my top five. But it is so well crafted, and they, they they did a good job. Good job, Lily and band. I'm sorry that I don't know any of your any of your bandmates' names. Maybe I shouldn't have called you out specifically. Good job, Beach Bunny. There we go. <laughs> Although I feel like she's the main songwriter, like yeah, yeah, I think she is so. too. But credit where credits due, I'm, yeah, I'm sure very there are contributions from the other members. That's yeah, not just her. She didn't write all the music, I'm sure. So, right. So uh, we have time left. Oh my I've, god! I flew through my notes. 
Dude, I anticipated like, taking so long. I told Joey beforehand that this was going to be a long episode. Um, and it wasn't. And, and it wasn't. So we have time to discuss what's going on with the genre battles. We're going to keep the theme, the idea, I guess, the root of genre battles. But we're, we're tweaking it to make it more fun for us. And not and, take a month and a half between. And, and not take a month and a half to complete a cycle. So what we're going to do is preemptively, we, we've decided the genre. So for example, the current quote unquote battle, which is not no longer going to necessarily be a battle. Yeah. But the, the random genre of the week is German reggae music because that Hell came yeah. up in our generator and... I love the idea of finding German reggae music. So instead of us coming back next episode with an album each, and then the episode after that being where we decide who won, um, we're just going to run with the idea of German reggae. We're going to find an interesting pick each. We're each going to have a pick. And then next episode, we're going to be discussing those picks, what we found that we really enjoyed or was interesting or was bad. Just kind of discussing our adventure into German reggae. And then from there, we'll, we don't have to pick a winner. We're just going to kind of have fun discussing it. And then from there we can pick a new, uh, genre if we would like. And I say, if we would like, because it being now a two episode, technically cycle where we announce it in one and we conclude it in the next, it makes it easier for us to pick up and put down as the year goes on if there's an episode that runs long or if there's an episode that we really just like want to get into something like a topic, then we might not do a genre that week, but uh, German reggae is going to be discussed in and the it's, next it's episode. It's a good one. It's a good genre. <laughs> I mean, we both took German in high school. We both know all about Peter Fox. And <laughs> we have some German musical context outside of Rammstein. Yeah. Not, not the wrong side, but yeah, and all the classical music people that were German. That's true. That's true. There were a lot of very well recognized, and are still well recognized classical composers from Germany. Um, so stick around for that. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to say. We still don't have a way to properly close the show, and we never will. Transition. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Stay on our feedback loop. Bye. (laughs)